Pavillon Afrique is a platform that promotes stakeholders of the film industry from Africa and its diaspora. With each episode, you will learn a little bit more about the ecosystem, thanks to our guests, professionals, experts, and film lovers. Welcome to all. Good morning. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Patrick Koenig-Namani. He's an actor, director, a writer, and also a production consultant for TV and film. His filmography includes Alter Ego, Run Queens, Bambitious, Boss is Mine, Carpe Gem, Stalker, Folly, 30 Days in Atlanta, just to name a few. He wrote his latest movie, Christmas in Miami, with Kenny Ogunlola. It was launched in theaters in Lagos, well, in Nigeria on December 24th. And the plot is what happens when six families from six diverse countries and cultures come under one roof to celebrate Christmas. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Karen. Happy to have you with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Christmas in Miami is your first Christmas movie, and there are not so many in Africa. Why did you decide to give a go to this genre, which is generally quite stereotyped? And how is Christmas uh, in Miami doing right now in the theaters? Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to correct something first. Uh, oh. uh, the producer, the executive producer, his name is AY, um, mm -hmm. 30 Days in Atlanta. So there is uh, like a franchise of a character, the way you have Talapre doing Madia. Mm -hmm. So his own is Akbos. So in 2017, he contacted me about this. He wanted to do a movie that would showcase the origin of Father Christmas. You know, there's a story about it being in Finland and all that, but it didn't quite happen then. So uh, early this year, he came back and said he wants to move it to America and he wants it to be like uh, something that will celebrate different cultures. So that's how we set to work and decided to pick the countries that would uh, naturally have conflict with others so you can create more drama and then still paint it with the Christmas spirit that would unite everyone as well. So that's how that came about. And uh, yes, um, like when I, I watch TV, I'm tired of seeing Christmas movies per se because they're almost the same, but uh, this is different because you are looking at different cultures. I mean, if you remove Christmas, it could have just been a fiesta of people from different countries and you still have the same drama and the same conflict and all that. So, but it happened to be that um, uh, with what is going on around the world now, uh, people need love, people need to, 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 to live more, laugh a little and say, okay, despite what is happening, we can still have a, a, a pleasant season. And there are people that we don't understand, like for a very long time, maybe before now, the British Indian stuff where um, they colonize India, yes. And who knows if there are still some friction. So those are some of the things that we touched on. We say, hey, these are humans. A lot of these things happened in the past. Like a lot of Africa was also, was also colonized. But I mean, we are in good times with these countries now. Why don't you showcase that during Christmas and say, hey, you're different from me. I'm different from you, but we can still make things work. Okay, so there is a it's a Christmas movie with a message behind yes. it. Yes, message of love, humanity. Yes. 
Okay. And how is it doing now in the in the theaters? It's doing well. First first week. Um, let me throw a figure that I saw. It made forty million. That is huge by Nigerian standards, and it's still powering on. Still powering on. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been awarding awarded on several occasions in Africa and the USA. Best screenplay for Folly and Ambitious, best writer for Alter Ego, for example. Which of your work are you proud of? A work that made you feel at the time that you had some kind of break, breakthrough in the way you approach your writing? Okay, um, sorry, excuse that sound. That's the, that's the plane. I think I'm a bit close to the airport. <laughs> okay, so. Um, 30 Days in Atlanta was like a breakthrough because uh, for a long time, uh, Nigerian cinema did not enjoy seeing comedy make it big. And then, but the one I would say I enjoyed most was Bambitious. And I will explain because the, the person I initially wrote it for read it once and rejected it. And in my mind, I. I felt, hey, I criticized myself. So I knew I did a good job. So I sent it to a friend who is a producer and director, and he read it under two hours and called me and said, let's film, let's film. <laughs> so, yeah. So by the time I communicated with the first client, I said, we're already filming. She now went back and read again, and she, she regretted it and all that. So it gave me a feeling because I like the underdog story where you write somebody off. That's why I like movies like The Mask of Zorro, The Count of Monte Cristo. When you write people off, they come back. That was it because when she rejected it, it entered my confidence a bit. I was like, okay, is there something I'm not seeing here? So I sent to my, if my friend had said it, was, it, it wasn't good, maybe the course of my career would have changed because he is someone I trust. I mean, if two people say the same thing about your work, then there, there should be some truth in it. But I'm happy he saw it. Mm -hmm. And um, his name is Okechukwoku. He's, he's one director that understands me the most. If I give him a script, I, I can go to bed. So yes, I'm very proud of Bambitious. And then there was uh, a private award in America by Afrofimo. And he got nine nominations. And in fact, he cleared everything. And I was very proud to receive it in Maryland, USA. In fact, um, uh, that launched my career in another direction. Then the feedback from 30 Days in Atlanta also, also came. And before then, I had a stint with uh, Africa Magic. I was head writer on one of their shows. So all these things were now coming together to really push me in the right direction and the recognition. Oh, okay, this guy is good. This guy is good. Let's use him and all that. And I'm very happy about that process. Okay, that's great. Uh, so as a writer, what would be your ultimate dream? Do you have a show or a project you'd like to work on? Um, do you have a preferred genre? Oh, I don't exactly have a preferred genre, but. So long as I'm able to teach lessons, because I've lived in different cities, I grew up in so many places, and each one has been an interaction, a, a, a life lesson. I love to travel, I love to meet people. So uh, subconsciously, those encounters stay in my brain. And when 
I want to write, I just pull from the residual knowledge. And I hope that, okay, a lesson I learned here would be exposed somewhere. Like I have, um, maybe I should mention this. I've had this idea for a long time. Like next year, I'm going to be doing a lot of my stuff. One of them I call Burnish and Tarnish. It's um, a simple, like uh, something and opposite for, okay. Um, if you want to, maybe someone accuses you of something that you probably didn't do, you hired this set of people, but in order to burnish your image and make it bright, they have to tarnish someone's image as well, maybe the accuser or the real culprit to create a balance. It's something that I, I believe uh, would, would be huge because uh, you have a lot of people, like I read a lot of stuff in the media about people and then people that they accuse now come out and say is a lie and they also seek, uh, they go to court. So I ask myself, what if in trying to clear your name, you also expose the real person, either the liar or the real culprit, and that would be a nice balance. So people will be careful before they accuse people. So I'm always about the message. Even if I entertain, entertain, what you take away is okay. I can't go about accusing people just like that, except I have proof. And then even if I have proof, go through normal channels, police and all that, and don't just be a social media campaigner because you might pay the price. So that's one of the projects I have in mind for next year. Okay, great. So that's your own project? Yes. Okay. Be my own totally, yes. And you have already a producer for that? I would say yes, because I already have a team mentally picked. I would say mentally picked because I've been observing people over the years. There are people that are very good, but they are not easy to work with. There are those who are easy to work with, but they are not where they should be yet. So it would be a mix of uh, uh, excellence and uh, ease of doing business because at, at the end of the day, when you walk away from that project, you also want to be friends with certain people because they can also call you up for collaborations. So yes, I have someone and it might even be my wife because uh, late last year, she produced two movies okay. that are not out yet. So um, I'm sure she, she learned all the vital lessons. So from next year, I'm sure we team up to do a lot. Okay, it will be a family business then. Well, if you call it family business, it will sound like it won't be a serious one. But it's a, she, she is a no, nice I mean, working, I mean, uh, working with someone who has your back, you know, and conditionally, that's great. Oh, yes, it's an advantage, but mm. it, it also does not make it easier for me. Okay, it's my <laughs> wife, and now nah, she will even put you on your toes. So, yeah, yeah so I'm that's better person. because you get uh, it helps you make your, the most out of what you can do. Exactly, yes, that's yeah. true. So that's it's true. a big, great thing to do, a family thing. Yes. Okay, um, let's go to the beginning of your career uh, after uh, you work as an actor, but you still both. Oh, by the way, are you going to work in your, in your movie? To work as an actor, I mean. Okay, another thing I wanted to correct earlier, I'm not an actor. There's another actor that, that bears Patrick Namani as well. And we're not related at all. Oh, we're, okay. We're so related. the actor, you didn't play in Seven Days in Lego then? Yes, I'm not the actor. Okay, so, good to know. I'm not the actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, 
I've, I've done some cameos, but I mean, it's, it's only when you watch and look out for me, as you've seen my face now, if you watch Bambitious, there's this uh, scruffy landlord that came to bother a guy, that was me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, last three digits, I was, uh, I was the boss that fired someone. That's all that, I don't think I can act to save my life. <laughs> so uh, I might just stick with those little cameos, like maybe someone that just shows up somewhere with a gun and shoots someone. But the real acting, no, I, I don't think I can. But okay. I, I have directed, I can direct, I can, I, can, I can even teach actors how to do stuff, but I don't think I can carry it myself. So. <laughs> you know, each person has his specialty anyway. Exactly. You are a writer for sure. Okay, you, but you're a director. Don't tell me you're not a director because you directed Living Positive. Yes, I, I co-directed with uh, a, a friend who was also the producer. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, since then I've been, I mean, I can't wait to start directing my own stuff from next year, both the TV shows and the movies as well, because I think I've gonna, I, maybe I need one or two training here and there, but with the knowledge I have, I think I can, I can, I can handle that. I can, I can wear that hat. Yes. Wow. So you're going big next year. Yes, I am. I am because actually with the the way Netflix came into Nigeria and they've been helping a lot of producers and creatives. Like, hey, okay, um, you've been working so hard. Let's compensate you. Let's show you to the world. So that that has encouraged a lot of people. Someone like me now is okay once I have a good product, and um, it's possible to to get the exposure and even the the financial rewards that would make you want to go again and again. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, uh, some Nigerian film professionals feel that their movies are not Nollywood movies. And that the film industry in Nigeria doesn't boil down to Nollywood. For you, what is Nollywood's signature? And would you consider that the movies you've participated in are Nollywood movies? Um, okay, I've I've heard that argument sometimes. I, I just say they should focus on making good movies and not try to define what is Nollywood and what is not Nollywood because. We assume that every movie made in Nigeria is Nollywood, but maybe because of the the spate of of average movies that that were done in the last ten years, now put Nollywood on a lower pedestal than where it should be. And so a lot of these producers want to differentiate their 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 work from the normal Nollywood mainstream movies that are just. Uh, uh, room and Palo drama, maybe um, um, where the bad guy always, always gets his Waterloo in the end. Like you can predict those ones. You just watch the first five minutes and you can tell how it will go and you won't be disappointed. But there have been a lot of interesting, very, very intelligent movies that have been, you know, a lot of money have been spent on. So is this group of people that are saying we are not Nollywood because you label Nollywood as bad as average? That's why, if not, I mean, in, I'm sure in the next five years or so with what we are doing right now, everybody will reunite under the same umbrella. It's still Nollywood, even if you say 
Nollywood redefined, but Nollywood is about Nigerian movies. So there are crap, there are mediocre ones, and there are very good ones as well. So, yeah. You say that they want to make a difference, like um, Hollywood, and then you also have the independent movies that are not Hollywood. Do you think uh, well, the differentiation that they want to make? Yes, because I mean, um, going by the the example sent set by Quentin Tarantino and the rest, the indies. So people are saying we are independent. We are doing it our way, and we are doing it well, which is fantastic. At least it provides employment for a lot of people, and it makes any serious producer to do his research and know that I can just put some mediocre stuff together and expect to get that kind of attention. Thank God again for Netflix, because if your movie is not good enough to make it to Netflix, people will say, hey. And if it's not good in a cinema, in the first week, people will trash it. So people who were planning to go and watch will not watch anymore. And then you won't get the, the rewards and the, and the, the part on the back that you need for more projects. So yeah. So um, kudos to them because uh, the corporate uh, corporate organizations have started uh, paying attention. They are bringing out money because at the end of the day, I mean, this is business. If people are not rewarded, if they if, if they are not properly remunerated, they will move on to other things or they will see it as a side hustle. But right now, because of the success, a lot of people are, are seeing it as the main thing now. Even medical doctors, lawyers are venturing in, which is fantastic. And I, I would say it's the advent of the cinemas, maybe in the last 10 years, and then now Netflix and other cable uh, uh, organizations as well, because where there is reward, people will show up, they will hire the best hands and, and, and pay good money, yes. Okay. Uh, do you think that it should be a kind of African Netflix? Because Netflix cannot get all of the good movies in Nigeria or in Africa. So uh, there should be some other outlets for other good movies. Yes, I agree. But I also see that it might be the problem of data and connectivity. I mean, Africa is not as uh, as connected as you know, other parts of the world like Europe and North America. So if you venture into that and you don't have people subscribing, you may not even you may not even break even. And uh, as much as a lot of people are in this industry for the passion, like I said, if if it doesn't put food on their table, they'll look for other ventures and still treat it like a side hustle. So. Uh, African Netflix would be a fantastic idea if we have connectivity, we have data in many parts of North America and Europe, it's almost free. So we can just quickly download and watch or stream and all that. But back here, you pay through your nose to stream movies and um, then the returns. If you have a million people subscribed, you have made your money back. But if it's just those few, maybe five to 10,000, you're still scratching the surface. So okay, so data is, is an issue that uh, uh, are they working on it just to get it improved or is it something that is a fact and uh, nobody cares about it? 
Uh, well, people have complained. Um, it's a good thing a lot of things are moving into, I mean, a lot of organizations and stuff here, they're doing their apps now, and then streaming is, is becoming like an everyday thing. So gradually, telecom companies will begin to look into how to make it more accessible and cheaper. And then, of course, they will gain in the end because if you have many more people who can assess this, you make more money. It's like aggregating instead of just concentrating on the few who are already paying through their loans. You can cast the net far and wide and grab more people and everybody will be rewarded and it will be the cycle that keeps feeding itself. Okay. Let's go to um, the backbone of a good movie, which is obviously a good script. Um, in Nigeria, there is a real issue with writers not getting paid at all, not being credited for their work or their work being stolen. It's all over the media. So it said that this is the reason behind the poor quality of some movies. What's your experience when you began your career as a writer? And did you suffer the same challenges? And how did you get out of it? Okay. Um... I, my experience, I have even vowed that I would do a story about my experience because um, <clears throat> I, my start was unconventional. From, from when I was much younger, I, I, I love telling stories and I didn't know I would end up here. I wanted to be a medical doctor, but uh, the arts pulled me in a different direction. And um, over time, and then I started writing for a magazine. I was, I, I, I was the editor of the magazine. And that's where um, I met Uche Jumbo. She's, she's one of our biggest stars. And um, I wrote an article after interviewing her. And she was like, this guy should be writing for movies, you know? And it clicked with, it clicked with what I had been planning. So through her, I met the director, Moses uh, Wang, who also took a chance. And um, I started writing. The first, the first feedback was, ah, this is too Hollywood. And I mean, I didn't do any particular training. I was just because I watch a lot of movies and I imagine, okay, this is how it should be. And uh, I began to learn the craft of writing for the space where I am, because um, if you write with all the big uh, sets and all that, and they can't pull it off, at the end of the day, it will look like they watered it down. And then, yes, a lot of people try to, like, okay, I have a late cousin of mine. He was a producer in Abuja. I sent him a script, and um, I was waiting for feedback. And I just traveled to Abuja to see because he, he was supposed to start filming the next week. And I was shocked to see that he had reprinted the cover of the script and put his name there. Oh, wow. That like, was your first experience. Yes. And that was my cousin, blood cousin. I was like, if someone did it to me, I should call you up and say, fight that guy for me. But you are doing it now. You know, so and I began to understand that if you don't if you don't pull your weight soon, people would uh, they will toy with you. Some would pay you to be a ghostwriter, and they will put their name there. Or if you make all the noise during the production, when they are doing post production, your name will not appear. 
and you didn't know how to how to take legal action so they took advantage of all that if you say hey okay i want to do your script this is a contract let's say many of them would run away because they probably have plans or they think that the contract will spell that you have a back end with royalty that 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 they will keep paying till eternity you know so they run away from such and that's where that's the loophole they exploit <clears throat> so at the end of the day you have writers who are just hungry who jump at any 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 amount offered and of course um a hurriedly written script that is not well researched will be as deep if you bring in professionals the first in fact professionals will read the script and turn the project down and if you're a passionate writer that will hit you where things hit you and like oh gosh why did this happen so what i've advised some other writers coming behind me is keep writing until someone notices and they can't even say anything without calling your name so because if you're not lucky if you keep insisting on being rewarded contracts and all that the people that are holding the post strings are some of people who want to exploit you so so except you are just lucky to meet certain people or you're involved in certain projects and they say who wrote this oh this guy and then that person hires you for that then you have broken through else you have to pay that price of being cheated being underpaid for a while until your name begins to appear and people begin to call you up yeah that's i would say that's my that's my experience and, and, and that's a nutshell because i've experienced a lot okay so do you think uh so you say that people should be ready to pay the price or would you um, rather say okay they have to uh, maybe um, organize the, the 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 trade the profession so that this doesn't happen because once you begin working with a very low um, you know amount can you really make it up like you're going from twenty five thousand naira to five hundred thousand because people know that you've written because people don't always get awards you know, because it's a very competitive um, uh, area. So uh, you may do great work, but okay, let's say you make a great script, but okay. it's really poorly uh, made, you know, yeah. translated mm -hmm. into a movie mm -hmm. and that it's not your fault, you know? It's maybe the producer that doesn't have the actors are not good. So there's something, there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, that's what, you know, a writer can spend time, especially if it's a personal story and project you've been working on for a while. And then the producer says, do you have a script? And you say, yes. And then they look at it. It's fantastic. But they're also trying to cut corners. So they probably don't hire the best hands. Mm -hmm. So from the one, you're 100%, okay, let's say your script is even 60% good. By the time they are done, it's down below 40 because they have to cut corners. Of course, they also face some realities. Now, a lot of people just want to, they think the movie industry is, it's, it's, is loaded with a lot of money. So when you show up to use their places as locations, they are billing you a lot of money and 
schedule was for maybe two weeks. The producer is already saying, ah, if I pay this every day for two weeks, no, I can't make it. Can you cut this down to four days and five days? That's where you begin to see them cutting corners and all that. And then certain things that you even put in the script that would have made it wonderful. They would dilute it because of money and time and all that. And maybe the very good editors are very, very busy. So they now go for the either B, C, or D level who will just give them something. But your hope is that someone somewhere would pick up a script somewhere and say, this is good, who wrote this? You know, like there was a movie that was shot and it wasn't well shot that I wrote. Um, okay, the beginning of Foley. Foley, I'll cite this example because he brought tears to my eyes where where the lady, uh, that's um, Jocker Silva now, was using her voiceover to tell her story. It was a moving one about uh, an exotic Adam, uh, exotic Eve with something, something Adam. It was very poetic, it was nice and all that to introduce the movie. But when it was shot, that entire scene, what I saw was they were urging the couple to dance. I just saying, go April, go April. I shed tears. I sent the script to a friend of mine. She read it and I was like, whoa, that's an example. And sometimes when I've gone on set, on location, uninvited, I notice errors. I'm like, oh, okay, this. And I say, well, okay, now I understand it, now I understand it. And then I ask myself, so how many, how many did, did you guys miss? I, I wasn't here. And then when it comes out, it looks average. I'm like, and then people blame the writer, not knowing that something has happened between the writing and the shooting. That's why I say, keep paying the price. Don't don't lower your quality. Uh, your script should not show you were paid one million or you paid twenty five thousand. No, it should. People okay. should just guess. Yeah. So yeah. because somebody, like I said, can pick it up and say, hey, I we know your worth. Like I was approached two years ago by some guys who wanted to do something with in Nigeria. I don't know if they still did. And the offer they made me is the highest I've ever received <laughs> in my life. And I was, okay. And to them, it's small. But to me, it was huge. Like, okay, great. And I'm like, okay, that means just keep working. Keep working. Somebody somewhere, someday will reward you for that. And actually, if you now break into Hollywood, America, that's it. Even the people back here in Nigeria who used to who used to underrate you and I say, yes, is that guy we want. And anything you ask, they will pay. But you have to pay the price first. Now then we say, you just came. You just came. We don't know you. So keep paying the price. But it's a good thing that um, there's a cinema house that took a particular movie because my name was mentioned. Uh, when I heard it, I was happy. I'm like, okay, okay. I have, <laughs> I have come a long way, but I know I still have a long way to go because, I mean, the industry is evolving. Because if you write all the beautiful things and they can't bring it to life, either through computer generated or some other means, it will not make you happy because you know the script has been shortchanged. Yes, these are some of the things we still face to date. Yes. Okay, so you must work first for getting recognition with people who can hire you later on and exactly. uh, to have a, a certain um, um, way of doing things, getting always your best out because you never know. Yes, because again, uh, the associations, the Writers Guild and all that, 
many of, I mean, if our grouse as writers is against the producers and directors now, um, some of them are also members of the Writers Guild, so because some of them started as writers or because they were able to put some scripts together, they would join. And then the people that are supposed to be the referees who would now come in and say, hey, you have to pay them better, you have to do this, are the same people who are oppressing, quote unquote, you. So it will be difficult to get your grouse out there and be treated. So I'm, I'm not a member of any of the associations yet. They have been hounding me to join, but I've heard stories of how uh, they have not exactly done well. They've not handled writers' rights correctly. So I don't want to fall into that and get depressed because <laughs> simple yeah. thing, yes, you know, okay. they will just ignore it. Yeah, because it affects them themselves. They will say no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they have to be a little bit more professional. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Okay, what are uh, your projects? Do you have let's worded differently? And now that you are recognized in the Nigeria, in Africa, in the US, do you have any co-production coming or international um, um, collaboration? Oh, yes. I can't mention their titles right now because, uh, I mean, they've not been short, but there are at least two that will be Canada, Nigeria. There's one, uh, America, Nigeria. And then um, there's there's another that that involves Rwanda as well. Uh, should be coming out anytime soon, but I can't mention the titles or anything about those stories right now. Yeah, so you're going fully international now. I yes, mean, when I, I say am. international, is Africa in the on the continent and also um, over uh, in the U.S. and Canada. Yes, yes, that's the plan. Okay. Yes. Great. So what can I wish you for the year to come? Wish me um, money bags who, who are crazy about the movie industry. Let them write endless checks and say, hey, want to create? Create. This is money. If, if, I, if I cough, let them slap me with more money and say, just go and create, go and create. That's, that's what I say. I know that no holds bad. Just bring out something that will blow people's minds all around the world because there are a lot of lessons in Africa. And we should tell our African stories the African way because we, if we try to tell it like the white, like the Western European. world, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. they know what they want already, but they enjoy our, 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 they enjoy our content. So we need to tell it in a way that use the latest technologies as well to meet the international standards. Yes. Okay, so what you're saying is that the creativity there, you have a lot of projects. The only thing that is missing is the funds sometimes just to implement them. Yes, the funds and the platform, yes. Okay. Okay. So let's hope these things happen for you for the next for next year because I see that you are so ambitious and you know what you do, you know what you want. And uh, you uh, you are an ambitious person, so we hope to we hope to see you around with a lot of new, uh, very good movie that will be blockbusters even in uh, in the U.S., in Canada, and in Africa. This is all I wish you for next year. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having Take me. Take care. Thank you.
Thank you. Subscribe and tune in next time.